Hey guys, I want to take a second and remind you to check out our friends over at AJS Designs Boutique, where they make gifts for the ones that you love the most. They're awesome. They make anything from bow holders for your little girl to hat holders for your little man, shadow boxes, and so much more. They even make art display signs to show off your little Picasso's masterpieces. All the items are customizable. They're easy and fun to work with. Come up with a gift that's special for you or anyone that you love. Follow and like them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. They just made some awesome stickers for us that we're so excited to get out to you guys. So again, follow them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. Fucking giggly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ, the BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's very good. Zero six, zero six, zero six. The mark of Take the beast. Take out the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. Beach is like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, welcome back to Uncle Buck's house. Uh, whether it's morning, evening, you know, midday at your house, in your car, whatever. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us uh, once again. Um, we're excited to be back in the studio. Nick, as always, is here with me. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey what's going on? Um, man, it is uh, when BJ's over there, been on, been on the road this week, and, uh, you know, glad to, I mean, it's like almost 40 here, man. I'm, I'm surprised. Nick's in shorts, you know? Yeah, kind of had to be. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's right. You said you didn't have any pants clean. I forgot. I, did I, the, I said, "Hey, man, I know it's warm, but you're in shorts." He's like, "I didn't have any pants clean." I did the wrong the yeah. the wrong section. I thought I put the the pants and the yeah. hoodies and stuff. Are, over are you there. a one and done with your pants? No, no, no. I oh. just so I, how dirty were all of your pants? Well, I work out in sweats. I don't like to oh, work out. Gotcha, I, gotcha. I like to be all covered up, and I worked out like three or four times this yeah, week. Yeah. There you so. go. There you go. All right. Well, Sweaty. absolutely. And before we get too deep in here, we want to. Uh, introduce our guest. We have Michael Billu. Um, uh, we went to the same high school together. Graduated with your older brother. Yeah, and uh, played baseball together back in the day. Absolutely. The day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were uh, we, we were uh, pounding the diamond back in the day. And you've been you've been pretty busy, man. It's been a roller coaster since. You, then, you yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. What's <laughs> kind of kind of let us know what what you got going on, man? Yeah. So you know, right after uh, pounding the the diamond, yeah. uh, I went off to college, got my degree and everything, and then took a left turn, started my own. What'd business. you get your degree in? So my bachelor's is in aeronautical and astronautical engineering. Okay. And my I minored in nuclear engineering with that as well. Um, took some time from there to go down to Houston, worked at Johnson Space Center, 
doing advanced propulsion. Oh man. Um, was going to decide to go back and get my master's degree in that. In the midst of doing my initial master's, I actually started my own business with my ex-wife and became extremely successful in that in a completely unrelated field. Yeah. And, um, after some life happened and stuff, sure, uh, absolutely, came back to engineering and am now finishing my master's degree also in aeronautical and astronautical engineering, um, as well as minor in nuclear. Um, so yeah, along the way, have had a lot of crazy, um, yeah, twists and turns, but yeah, yeah for sure. And, and and alongside with everything, are you uh, you were at one time competing, you know, in in physique training? Is that is that right? Yeah, or, so I was or bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Yeah, yep. yeah. So that was um, my business before was okay. In health gotcha, and wellness. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got into bodybuilding and did that for a couple years. Um, yeah, loved it. It's a next stage of competition for me, but uh, sure. it's also kind of subjective and being the competitors that we grew mm-hmm. up in. I yeah. like to win or lose. I don't right. like yeah, to yeah. be eh, gray yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. A lot of gray area, so. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, we're very excited to have you in today on on this episode. Um, and one of the reasons why we want to let everyone know and have you kind of break down for folks what your background is in is because you know this is a really you know interesting time. Um, to to be uh, uh, you know witnessing sort of the next level of you know the the great frontier which is you know space yeah. and 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 not only um, you know did we see the uh, uh, SpaceX you know Falcon rocket you know <laughs> completely change the game yeah in in regards to being a reusable rocket you know now we've got you know Perseverance that just landed this week yeah so yeah. Um, we've got a, a, quite a few things that, that, that we want to that we want to get into this week um, but that was kind of the thing that I wanted to start off with was uh, the Perseverance landing that happened this week yeah. um, Nick and I were talking on the way out here and we just it was something that we didn't follow too too closely we kind of just caught the headlines and everyone else you know like like everyone else did and uh so we were like who else you know would be better to kind of break this down for us um so 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 what um what exactly you know we we know that we have landed this this uh rover right yeah is that what it is it's a rover okay and um and it's landed on mars what's what's the next step yeah so it's not uncommon for people like you guys to not stay up to date with it especially yeah. with things like mars because it is such a long um traverse time to get there right so it's about a nine to ten month period depending on the orbit but yeah so it's easy to get lost from the launch right it launches oh great and then all of a sudden oh it's landing in like three days and everybody's yeah. like oh what is this let's yeah. look back <laughs> up on it um so yeah so for people that don't know the perseverance rover is primarily to study ancient signs of life on mars so they took the rover there with purely the intention to study geologically and then from a biological signature standpoint, a specific crater. They targeted this crater because they can look at some of the flow patterns on the, the surface from topological data from the um, orbiters around Mars. And they find, you know, basically they have people whose job is to look at pictures and say this spot looks interesting. Yeah. One of those places was where Mars landed or where Perseverance landed on Mars. It's, I believe it's pronounced Jezero, the Jezero Crater. Uh, but purely the, the main mission of this rover is to get samples, test some samples, and look for biological signatures, look at things like the potential atmosphere and the ancient past to study its potential for harboring life. Um, so that's the main primary objective of the Perseverance. Now, 
think just like the curiosity over time that will evolve. These missions only typically last sometimes only a few months to a year. And then after that, they'll go on to post mission exercises to where they'll try and divert and do some other cool activities that they can do past the defined uh, mission statement. Yeah. So um, now one of the cool thing or the interesting things about this crater is that is that they, you know, said that there was like a a, once a lake there, right? Like like they assume or think that there was a lake there at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Which which would, you know, obviously create a perfect environment for, you know, any type of fossilized species potentially or, or anything like that? Or what, what, what did, have they even said what they expect to find? Um, I think some of it, they, they've come out publicly. I think they're also trying to, like any good um, government entity, keep it close to the chest and only give out a little bit, not to overhype a situation. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, better yeah. to undershoot and then overdeliver. Yeah, that's what the um, internet's for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure. um, but yeah, you know, again, going back to that topological da- data, they can see things like crater formations and um, knowing how things progress on earth right in terms of time history you can start to see some some tall tale signs of where maybe some glacial formations were where water might have once been and the erosion patterns that exist um, that fall in line with what we've seen here on earth the reason why they're so interested in those kinds of areas is um, from all intents and purposes life needs water right the only form of life that we know of is our own um, on earth and Mm -hmm. that is inherent to water now that is one of the key elements whenever we're looking at Mars or looking at like a Europa or some other place outside in the solar system, um, we look for water. So we know where there's water that has the potential for life being that it's one of the most required resources to sustain life. So that's part of the reason why it's so interesting. Then they can also look into ground samples and look for organic material, right? So you'll look into some of these um, different structures and say, oh, okay, okay, well, this is a byproduct of organic life or this is what it may decay to, right? They'll look for those and they have all those onboard systems to to measure and test those kind of organic compounds in there as well as if they can find, you know, more water underneath the surface, yeah. whether it's frozen or in some sort of um, compound. Yeah, that's, man, that just, you know, if that doesn't get your, you know, curiosity running, I don't know what, I, you know, because I, I can only imagine like, you know, what... <laughs> Like what? What happens if they crack open the surface of Mars and there's just all this shit down there? Like, what the what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Somebody looks up and like, hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We like we, the we dark, the, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we we like it down here. They're launching a helicopter today. Uh, the the helicopter's what? coming out. Yeah. There's a helicopter. Yeah, I just read about it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool technology on there, and and we've worked in in the past with some other cool technologies that haven't been implemented yet, but. Primarily, the problem with any rover, right, is it's constrained to how far it can drive. Mm -hmm. One of the best ways that we know to traverse is through the air, right? Sure. But the problem that you run into is, you know, even with the helicopters, um, you have to design them for the atmosphere. Yeah. And the atmosphere is completely different there. It's 95% carbon dioxide and not air. Um, So you have to just build it primarily for that atmosphere. Um, But yeah, I mean, one of the people we worked with was a... and NASA was, uh, it's called the Center for Space Nuclear Research out in Idaho National Labs. And they looked at a similar concept called the Mars Hopper, but you would basically cryogenically liquefy the CO2 from the atmosphere and then expand it through a nozzle. And then you could literally hop over the- Oh, and it just was like the- Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's dope. But the thing too is you don't have to have any propellant because it's in the atmosphere. So all you have to have is a power source. Oh, just something to, 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 to To liquefy. Yeah. And then the phase process going between a liquid and a gas Mm -hmm. exerts a thrust. So wow. That's, it's like a tugboat with air. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, that's like this, the the sort of old steamboat sort of philosophy. Right. And so, you know, does that lend some of the idea to, 
a little bit of a transition topic here. Does that lend something a little bit towards the superfluid space thing? <laughs> is it like, and so this is just something that's kind of been intriguing to us since we have Matt on to, mm-hmm. to, to, to go over that a little bit. Like, you know, so, so yeah, maybe it's not, uh, it, it, the, the, the CO2 in the atmosphere is, is acting like a fluid in a way like like it's being i mean i guess i guess the way that water becomes steam it's acting in a sort of like transfer you know like well, a super fluid and, and from the nature i mean so we classify everything that is a moving molecule as a fluid right so in, in yeah. aerodynamics right air is a fluid sure um so we use what we call fluid mechanics and it governs all of the motion of whether it's water or air you just add certain constraints like compressibility and stuff to it that gotcha. now dictate the the motion of that fluid okay um so yeah, I mean it is it is literally a fluid. No, so yeah. it has to pass its first. It's called uh, perseverance deploys um, and duty to the surface. The helicopter will have a thirty day, thirty one day Earth experimental flight when tomorrow, if it survives the first bone bone chilling Martian night where the temperatures dip as low as oh. minus one hundred thirty degrees mm. Fahrenheit. Whoa. And people want to live there? And like, is it that cold <laughs> everywhere on Mars? If well, it, the biggest part is if it can just take off, that's like half the su- 90% of success is if it can just do a test yeah, flight. Yeah. Then after that, it, they're only charging the batteries up to 30% full, then 35% full. So it's, 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 so not weird but it's weird that's like why would you not charge it all the way why would they not think they charged it all the way they're doing 30 then 35 and then 40 and then yeah well so and i don't know too much about that one particularly but i would assume if you're looking at it right now that it's a lithium-ion battery yes so lithium-ions are, are terrible to stay fully charged so it actually it actually destroys the battery itself if it's always at full charge so like technically with your iphones and with your laptops you're never supposed to leave them plugged in at 100 percent because it erodes the battery so during flight, they'll only charge it to say a 30 to 50% window because that's actually like the sweet spot for lithium ions to to stay to, to maintain their charge d- discharge rate and some of their capacitance. So hmm. otherwise, if it stays charged for too long, you'll actually start to erode the inner workings of that battery, causing it to not maintain a charge over time. And then it will start using its own solar panels after a while to be charged. Yeah. But then it's going to have to go to the Apple store and wait in line <laughs> to get a new phone because it over it overcharges battery. No, 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 no. That's that's actually okay. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I had heard that about yeah. iPhones. Like, it's not good to leave them charged. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, they're not exactly, like, you know, going out of their way to be like, you, know, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Heaven forbid you got to buy a new phone. Well, but but, but that makes total sense on another planet. Well, and that also gets into a completely different topic, which is capitalism. Exactly. I don't want, hey, there we go. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Yeah, no. Um, but uh but yeah no i i i guess i i you know that's awesome and uh interesting to know i mean that that wouldn't make sense you don't want to tear apart the battery like that too hard yeah well and then you're thinking yeah i mean you can't go to a store to refurbish so hey we need to maximize our lifespan of this battery how do we do that yeah so uh uh, and so um you know you you were talking about how it gets like minus 130 and 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 nick mentioned you know people want to live there well elon musk was flat out talking on rogan about how he just wants to warm up the planet he's (laughs) just like he's just like yeah there are ways to warm up a planet yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know and 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 uh not in our life i i don't see how yeah, that would be yeah. like i feel like that would take so long for sure yeah, yeah absolutely it, i mean it depends on on your process that you want to do absolutely it, right? there's something called terraforming which i'm sure you guys have probably heard mm-hmm. about yeah let's go sweet new- board game actually <laughs> yeah there is actually a board game called terraforming mars that uh uh shout out to my friend amanda for uh for breaking that down for us one night. It, was, it was actually a lot of fun so if you there's, guys have a few hours to kill one night and want to play cool there's board game. an app now where you can um 
uh, you travel to new planets and you terraform planets and, and you like colonize the planet and all well, kinds of those. It's and, pretty cool. And there's also a video game called No Man's Sky that kind of is that way. You, yeah, you, yeah. You travel from, from planet to planet. And, no like, Man's Sky is, is uh, it's, it's interesting because it's not, it's not really, they're, they're not really terraforming, but they're hopping from planet to planet. And the ultimate goal is to get to the center of the universe or, or maybe it's the solar system. Um, but there's like, there's a black hole there. Mm. And once you get there, you go in there and the game starts over. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, so. it's, it, it's, it's out there. So, do, um, let's, let's, uh, we, we wanted to get your take on super fluid space theory. So do, do you have like, like, like like a take on that or, or or is there like this sort of understanding that like yes part of that is you know true in most situations but you know yeah uh, you know with me i don't go too I, I never go too far into advanced theory like that because the problem is right now that the theory is so far ahead of how we can test it yeah um and i think that's where where i fit is I, I like to to be on the cutting edge, but mm-hmm. I also like to be able to Applicable. see it in my yeah see it in yeah. my lifetime right sure, see yeah. it come to to pass and, and the problem too is, you know, we rely on these theories so heavily on the mathematics. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever you boil it down, math yes it is it it doesn't lie and yes it's true, but like it's also just a tool, right? Mm-hmm. Math is a tool used to represent the physics that we see in real life. And there is such a thing as bias, right? As I can create or provide assumptions in the math that I would need to create to approve something like that, that could inherently be a confirmation bias. True. Yeah. Um, so just like with any language, right, there's going to be certain aspects of it that are inherent to the language you're speaking. The same thing with math. So if you're using it as an explanation, as an end-all, be-all, there needs to be some sort of final... Um, measure that you can that you can validate that against yeah like and a precedent like a yeah it, it, there has to be a, a a staple that you can measure against yeah. and that's true for any science that we have right is our, our goal with math or through the mathematic applied mathematics is how can we actually show irrefutable evidence of what we can physically see so the problem is you can get into these maths and it gets really hairy and really mm-hmm. complex and you can have a physical you know precedence of what that could mean sure but without any way to experiment with it and, and try to prove its validity how do you know what yeah. it would be yeah absolutely um, so things like superfluid yes it's very entertaining and you know string theory you get into all these different types of advanced theory um, but how do you even prove multi-dimensional space or sure. hyperspace or superfluid theory? you know so it gets yeah. kind of hard um, but it's very interesting yeah absolutely and i think i think that's one of the reasons why why we enjoy talking about it so much is just because like you know it's it, it's one of those things that w- won't be resolved it for me to see yeah, you know what i mean it's, it, 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 yeah <laughs> it's it's like no one's gonna no one, a headline's not gonna come out in two weeks like hey boom <laughs> well, super fluid space there's yeah. also that 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 notion that you get that you you will go on afterwards because if no, there's multi dimensions yeah. and you know superfluid is a thing and and you can travel through time i mean if we knew that there was that then i guess it would kind of prove that you're you are going to live on similar sure. to if jesus comes then yeah you know, and that, you know. yeah then you get into a lot of philosophical debate and you know religious spectrums is what is heaven right is it another <laughs> yeah. dimension things like that um that no one's ever i mean it's it's <laughs> They, they like to stay in their separate corners, right? Sure. But what if the reality is it's not all black and white? You stay in your side and I stay in mine. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. okay. So since that's, that's a very respectable answer for the uh, superfluid, but with what you know, mm-hmm. as far as math, physics, whatever it might be, is it possible for something along those lines to, 
exist? Is it possible for us to live in a multi-dimensional universe? Yeah, I mean, I I think that there is no way to disprove it. I think that the true nature of being a scientist is, you know, and even in America, right, is innocent until proven guilty, right? You have mm-hmm. to assume that it can be possible until you can prove that it can't. And I think one of the easiest way to prove a multi-dimensional space is if you go, if you take a three-dimensional space and you boil it down to a two-dimensional space, it's really easy to see that principle. Um, you know, if you have a two-dimensional space, say like a dot on a piece of paper, you can move that dot around. But us as a three-dimensional being could see, you know, the vertical axis that that plane on that piece of paper couldn't see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can see. So if we can represent a two-dimensional to three-dimensional space, you know, how can we say, okay, that's not possible for a four-dimensional being? What sure. If, right. What if our three-dimensional space is a, you know, the surface of a bubble on mm-hmm. and, and part of this, you know, multi- multiverse fluid, superfluid theory type of, you know, circumstance. I think it's impossible to say without proving that. Um, and then that's when you get into some of that. So, you know, I, I, I'd, I've never thought too deeply in what my own personal stance is that, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm a very faith driven person. Um, so I do believe in life after death and things like that. Now, what are the physics that govern it? Yeah. You know, again, I don't know, but Me- metaphysical. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, it is just one of those things that 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 you know maybe can't be, um, you know, uh, boiled down in the, in right. this realm. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, like, I'm I'm the type of guy who who I you know um, that this is going to transition into another thing I wanted to talk about, which is simulation theory. Yeah. And so, you know, um, uh it's it's i have i have a theory myself and and maybe you guys can attest to this bj especially growing up in the country maybe this happened to you have you ever been driving in the country or in a very open visible situation where you're coming up to a four-way stop and if someone were to be pulling up at the stop sign at the same time as you you would see them in your peripheral well before you pull it to the stop sign but when you pull it to the stop sign boom there's a car like right there at the same time has that ever happened to you yep yeah, that, that's so hap- just, that's yeah. happened at, at like red lights. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and well, I'm like, whoa, and, that, that was close. And and like that, I think that's like you know, I'm not gonna you know, for it it seems like it could lend itself towards that sort of simulation theory, like the whole idea of like, have you ever seen your neighbors bringing the groceries? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like one of those things that is clearly highly circumstantial and i guess it's possible that maybe you're traveling at the same rate as that car and you can't see them through the like small window panel in your car but i feel like i've driven through the country enough that in those situations i've seen that car coming from if they're if they're approaching a stop sign at the same distance that i am it just seems so weird that i don't see them at all then i show up to the stop sign boom there's a car right there i don't know it's weird but it's things like that that make me you know i don't know feel like it's a you know could we be in a simulation is that something that you've thought about or yeah i i don't personally subscribe to the simulation theory or a um some sort of like you know matrix theory or yeah. computer simulation type of theory only because um and, and and we live in a i would say a kind of i don't want to make it sound negative but an ignorant point in society because we've we've grown technologically in terms of what we can do from a computer simulation standpoint that we're like oh okay well there's no bounds to this yeah wow that's true right now and we're still in this exponential growth of capabilities from a computer standpoint um you have to start thinking okay you know how many choices did you make today Mm -hmm. you know thousands right you could have decided hey am i going to tie my shoe now or am i going to go put on my socks and then go do something else first right so every second of every day you're making a decision so if you're talking about computational power it's truly an unlimited amount of power that's needed to provide 
billions of people to have billions of choices every single day. Um, it makes it kind of hard. Now I get what you're saying too about, okay, like I didn't see that. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's right there. Yeah. Um, there is also, you also have to think too, we are, we are animals, right? You know, mm -hmm. we, we aren't anything special. We just happen to have one portion of our anatomy develop much more <laughs> rapidly and to a greater extent than others. We still have animalistic instincts too. And mm -hmm. that's the whole concept too of our peripheral vision being much more sensitive than our uh, central vision. But in that, in that sweet spot, we do have a transition and that could also fall in line with where you go through this blackout zone, so to speak, yeah. is if you're in between in that transition period between your peripheral, which is much more sensitive, which makes sense from an animalistic standpoint, if we see a predator coming at us, we want a sensitive peripheral vision to alert us, you know, and there's drawbacks that's black and white, but we can see movement. We don't see color, but we see movement. Then it transitions to our central vision where we can actually see and, and comprehend what it is that's in front of us. Is it a threat or is it not? There is a transition range though, where, where that may happen to ha happen and was a vehicle in that sweet spot where it was just blacked out or was it behind that crack in your window that you yeah. couldn't see, right? Yeah. Um, I just think that simulation theory um, it's, it's our, it's our, I think it kind of goes back to our instinct too. It goes back to our fear of the unknown of what sure. we're capable mm -hmm. now Yeah. and the Terminator theory of holy crap, if this continues. Yeah. The singularity sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, could we really create something dangerous? Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, it, um, w so it kind of in response to, um, uh, you know, the, the amount of, computation power that that it would take you know but be, being a faith-based person and yeah. and i can you know um believe in god myself like that um you know could could that not be the source energy could that not be the computation power that you know i mean a, a simulation has to have a creator sure you know back in my undergrad too i had a i had to take a philosophy bs course and mm -hmm. uh you know one of the questions that arose in there that I actually uh posited to my professor and actually caused a huge discussion about was if an alien race came tomorrow and they provided with enough proof to know that they created our entire universe and they had the power and omnipotence to do it, are they God? You know, and that makes a very unique question because, okay, well, they do subscribe to the three principal, you know, governing questions of who is God, right? Omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's all powerful and he's all knowing. So an alien that created our universe would inherently be all three. They, they exist out of our universe. They're clearly all powerful enough to create our universe and they're all knowing because they clearly have to know what's going on inside of here. So um, I personally don't subscribe to that, but it also does go back to your, your question of, well then, yeah, I mean, they could technically be the one that's understanding and, comp and, and computationally aware of every single choice that's going on. Now we're just talking about language, right? Is yeah. it, is it a computer? Kind of like language? the Wizard of Oz, like 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 you know, if, if that being were to happen, just to be projecting itself up on this big wall as, you know, or, God to everyone, and then they show up and they're like, <laughs> "Got you guys." It's like you know, What's like that? like per you know what I mean, like Prometheus like theory, the yeah. engineers, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the Anunnaki, Anunnaki sort of thing, yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's you know yeah that's a really interesting thought. Like like if they just straight up and showed and said like, hey, this is where I told this guy to write this in this book. It's where yeah. I told this guy to write this. Here's how I did this. Like I mean yeah, that's a that's a that's a super crazy thing to think about. Well, then and, you have the philosophical issue with that too of, okay, well, if, if I believe that, where did they come from and who created them? Yes. yes. That, yeah. you know. I ask myself that question <laughs> all the time. Like, and, and it's not that question specifically. It's, it's if, so I'll, I'll ask myself, man, I, I, I would just want to find out who, like, 
what is all this? I just want to find out what created this. Yeah. And then I'll get to, you know, calm it down and think, and then I'll be like, well, then, then I'll be asking that thing, what created it? Exactly. Yeah. And then that thing will want to ask the other thing, what created it? And then I'm just in the back, like, well, I'm going to ask yeah. all those things, how they were created. Well, and, and that, like, that is, I, it's, I feel like if that question is is there and present it's it's hard for and, and maybe it's just because we're, we're not we, we just don't have the knowledge or the uh comp the um comp the comprehension um uh capabilities to understand something like that but i i feel like if if if, if that question exists i feel like a simulation would would make more sense because it's it's something that will just that can just continue to to just run with with bugs with you know whatever it might be and we don't have the technology um, but I I would like to assume if there is something out there greater than us that they would have a better sense of technology to create something that could fix it that could fix itself um you know find errors on its own not need something to um manage it essentially yeah and i think that's where religion uh you know kind of comes in because then it's like well what's your what's your definition of of what should be fixed yeah and and why and i think you know that's where you have to start to detail and that's where we splinter off right there's a lot of us in the world that have a an idea of a higher being, yeah. but what name do we give it and what um, do we do with it? Do with it. Yeah. 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 And, and so like, I think that's a, I, I think that's a, that, that's a really interesting point. And in that the way that that question just keeps coming up is like, well, then what created that? What created that? I think that, that I think that a lot of these questions are like coming to point like, 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 or are coming to a lot of the um, sort of public consciousness now because I think that we're we're starting to stop thinking uh, we're beginning to stop thinking about time linearly I think that 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 we're just more and more people I think are kind of understanding this this revolution of time and that you know um, regardless of what your you know your stance is I mean even if you believe that you transcend to a different you know dimension after this you know that still is you know sort of the the you know circular you know rotation of time yes there are those people out there that are just like well when lights are out lights are out and it's like well I mean okay but but even then that is still something you know what right. I mean like 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 that is still something after this uh, wh- whether you're conscious to experience it or not it's like the that linear sort of idea and so when it comes back to the that question I think is what is um, circular about it is because you know that there is no beginning and end you know what I mean like like it it, it is all encompassing and you know like a circle it's not a line it's well, a circle well it, here's something back the next point that's changed changing perspectives is when you look at religion is is we have evidence of aliens we basically have say that we've spot, spotted things that are not from this planet yeah Mm-hmm. So that goes back to the theory is is we we here on Earth believe whatever religion or yes or no or whatever then that changes the whole ball game. Yeah, I mean it really does. Yeah, absolutely. Because because everything that's in the Bible, there's nothing in there about. Ex- yeah, but there's also not anything in there that excludes it either. There's yeah, no, yeah. So I, I'm I just saying that's is, the open end. Right? Well, I, the open end is we've probably hidden aliens even longer from a religion standpoint because religions basically turned into capitalism over well, the years. 
and, and that's where it's gotten wrong, right? That, yeah. That's where it really turns south. Um, Instead in of what of we're doing right here, right? Four of us, we, we, you know, you're talking about what you believe in. We're like, oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. This is where we've got to, this is where religion, in my opinion, needs to be at. Yeah, for There's sure. It's a small yeah. community. And I get more out of the talks like this than I do, you know, listen to the guy yelling at me that has a private jet. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. It, well, the, the thing is, science is religion in in a sense. You know, it, it's it's just a belief system. It's it's something that that you believe in. Um, and it, what, what's interesting is is you're technically a rocket scientist. Yeah. And you you are you're heavily into yeah. faith. I I follow you um pretty heavily, so yeah. I know you're you're always at church and yeah. you're always kind of um helping others through that medium. You're right. Um so that like how what what makes it to where you can do both of those things and and like not have a bias towards one or one sure or the other. and and I'll be brutally honest it was it was hard for most of my life um, I grew up and I think that the kind of concept too goes with intelligence is there's a lot of ignorance and arrogance and I think especially early on through through my teenage years and then into college I kind of I, I was brought up religious so I always had that but I always questioned it you know and it, you learn enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. and say I know enough to to know okay God doesn't exist but you know you start going through life and you start having these things happen to you again and again that really start to make you question like yes it's coincidence but how many coincidences in a row yeah. become not a coincidence right yeah. and you know me personally i've walked through a crazy amount of things in life that would take two years worth of this podcast yeah, to get yeah. through um but really a big a big flip of the switch for me was actually my freshman year of college i had to take a class and we it was an engineering class but we had to attend just one seminar with a random person and the only one that happened to work out for both of our schedules, which was crazy enough, was how science proves God's, God exists, um, which is freaky enough in itself. It's like, yeah, okay, why was that a, the only one that works? And yeah, yeah, knowing yeah. that I'm struggling with this kind of internally. And it was a guy that had his PhD, is a brilliant man, and he basically... So, hold, but, but, sorry, I, yeah. I, I just want to understand this. So, so you needed to take a class, yeah. and the only one left available yeah. was how science... Yeah. Proves God exists. Okay. Yeah, so we, we didn't choose our partners. Our partners were hell chosen. Hell of a coincidence. Exactly. You yeah. know, partners were chosen for us. Yeah. And I, we both pushed it off. We, we were taking full full loads a semester and early on in our, it was entry to engineering, uh, entry level engineering. So it didn't have anything to do with philosophy or anything. It was first year engineering. So you're learning MATLAB coding. You're learning all this random stuff. And basically that whole topic was how to write a report. Well, you had to prove one, and then they gave us a list, and literally the only one that worked was was this one. So I just kind of scoffed at, oh, that's kind of ironic. Yeah. Um, but you know, I go and I give my half-hearted listen to it because I'm like, I got to know enough to write this report. Yeah. And and then it just captivated me. It was it wasn't him taking it from a biblical approach to speak science. It was yeah. him using science to speak then to biblical. Oh um, shit. Which that transition is minor but has a major impact. Yeah. And for me, it was, he was going at it from looking at the things like water and it's a polar molecule, right? So it has a charge separation from a positive to negative between the oxygen and hydrogen atoms, right? It creates yeah. a, a small electric field. Um, and if a prime example, if you throw a, say a saltine cracker in water and leave it there over time, what happens, right? It dissolves. Mm-hmm. So water inherently is a, it dissolves and breaks apart things due to its polarity and some other, um, molecular forces within it or um, interactions. So, so it acts as a magnet? 
uh, way? not as a magnet necessarily, but it but it has its polarity. It's electro. It has an electric field. Uh, kind of set up within it right so uh, you get this charge separation so it inherently is a neutral atom right so it's o2 right so it has a negative an oxygen has a negative two charge hydrogen has a plus one charge so you put it together it's a neutral mm-hmm. molecule but because of the structure of the atom itself right it has a 120 degree angle um of its molecular bonds so you have two uh, two hydrogen on one side and the oxygen on another so you actually have a charge separation okay. so within that molecule you actually get an electric field set up because you do have a charge separation because they're not inherently on top of each other it has to do with the distance between them too. Interesting. Gotcha. Um, but the the effects it has is it breaks things apart. So now you're talking okay something as sensitive as genetic material that has, you know, if you tried to stack your genetic code up in a book, you know, it would be it would go to like the moon and back or something I think it was was how much material is there. So something as complex as genetic material um, can just randomly form in a, in a molecule like that. And he put numbers with it. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't just saying all this theoretically. Yeah, yeah. He was actually calculating things and it ended up being like the, the probability of this happening, what he calculated, ended up being like one times 10 to the 28th, which to us is just a number. You're like, oh, that's a big number. Um, but whenever you look about it in terms of the number of um, stars in the universe. I was going to say, I've, I've, I've heard that number before. Yeah. So, I mean, whenever you talk about there's 100 billion stars in a universe and then there's 100 billion universes that we know, right? A billion is nine. So that's 11 and 11. That's 22. So you're saying this is five to seven orders magnitude higher than every star in the observable universe. Holy shit. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. Yeah. You know? Wow. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> Yeah, and that to me, that caught my attention, right? Because whenever you break it down like that, you're like, holy sh! Like this is some like real math proving how this just isn't shouldn't be a coincidence. Yeah. And he went through some other things, but that one has stayed with me near and dear to my heart, man. Every day. That's deep, man. That that's <laughs> that's that that's one of the best stories. That's one of the best stories I've heard. And, and it really makes you think, right? Because then you're like, oh, like oh, okay, yeah. There's so many stars, and and you know, out, out of every star, there's so many planets that orbit it, right? So you're like, okay, well, there has to be another one. Well, yeah, and, and there prob- the probability is that there there could be, but the fact that 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 number exists to that level, you're like, man, like something weird's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and so like, I mean, I I feel like you know that that there is, um, you know, I I I feel like you know, science is one of those things that is 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 kind of capped by the observer, right? Like it's one of those things that can it, it can only be um it, it can only be discovered to the point of utilization. Like 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 I mean, we're we're not you know it. We're we're not apt to try and try and do things scientifically that we don't think we can use. Like I mean, not, not yeah. that theoretical stuff doesn't exist, and not that there's you know not people trying to do some science out there that doesn't need to be done. But but we tend to to devote most of uh, of the science to the human utility. Yeah. And and like and because of that, it's it's kind of limited based on what we can do. Like you said, with a lot of this stuff that does exist theoretically, we may never have, or at least you know in our lifetime, in the next hundred years, the you know tools to be able to measure that. So like, you know, it's, it, it, that's kind of the way I feel about, you know, God in relation with science is like, you know, we, we can't, you, you can't completely separate the two and, and say that, you know, um, and say that one exists and one doesn't like, 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 I feel like in a world where science exists, God has to exist simply because, you know, 
maybe it is the duality. Maybe it is you know that that you know you, you have to have kind of both complement each other. Yeah. Um, because there the are going to always game. be things that we can't measure. There are always going to be things that we can't, um, you know, uh, 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 quantify. And so you know, I. Um, well, to your point, why are we why are we doing this? Yeah. Right. And I think that's the ultimate question: is what is driving our desire to know. Sure. And I think that's ultimately what everyone, that's our ultimate check and balance, right? Is what are we ultimately trying to find out with this existential effort to solve whatever X is? Yeah. And I think that's really where it gets. And and for most people, that question is, why am I here? Yeah. Like, what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And that's where religion comes in. And we talk about the purpose of, of life. What is the meaning of life? And, you know, for a lot of people, then, yeah, that's where science can come along and say, okay, how can we then quantify what is currently unquantifiable to us for our meaning or where yeah. our origins, like how can we prove <laughs> that we came from a, a, an, an ethereal being like God? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It, well, and again, this, this goes back to, I guess, um, uh, a logical standpoint, but you know, as, as humans and Buck was saying this just a minute ago, we can only see and hear a certain um, spectrum yeah. throughout the universe and it's very very limited i've said this several times on the podcast so that alone should tell you that we're not meant to know everything i, yeah. I feel like that's a that's a pretty good indicator um and and because of that it's it's led me to um it's led me to want an answer so yeah. i've i've kind of just just um put a put a title on it and i feel like the fairest thing that i could find that i that that we can perceive in the universe that could possibly be called god of some sort would just be energy itself yeah and you know it's it's everywhere all the time it's male female it can it can be created out of nothing it can you know from what i from what i understand i don't think it can can be destroyed once it's created it can mark off two of the three you know things it's it's ever present right yeah and it's ever powerful I mean, right? I mean, energy, all power is, is energy expelled, right? Is that well, so, so energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So yeah. energy, so there, that's the conservation laws, right? So you have three conservation laws of the universe, energy, mass, and momentum. So those things can neither be created nor destroyed. They can be transferred, yeah. but they cannot be created nor destroyed. So no matter what your, your system is, whether it's an isolated system, closed system, or open system. Yeah. It's always there number. if you can harness it. You know, it's, right. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can transfer, right? You know, you sure. have famous E equals MC squared. So you yeah, can have yeah. energy with mass and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but it inherently isn't created or destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. I think it's an arrogance thing though. It, why we want to know like if God's real or not. Yeah. Because I, I, think about it if 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 someone passed let's just say for example Hitler got into heaven. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to make a joke. Sure. And you're like, okay. It is. Game it, on. It's, a, it's a scale, yeah. right? How can I measure myself against someone else, right? Do I get into a yeah. quote unquote higher level of heaven, or do yeah. I get more yeah. blessings? Yeah. Or? Well, that's, it, that's the tribalist. That that's the yeah. animal in us. That's yeah. that's that animal instinct. Self preservation. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, think yeah. would people still be is on diets as much, trying to take care of themselves as much? If they need oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it's 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 one of those things that I think that I think that it's it's a really weird situation because I mean, for for some people who have you know, the heaviest, strongest, you know, belief in, you know, say, you know, the, the, the Christians that we all know from back home, yeah. you know, we, a, a lot of them, a lot of the old school ones we just knew would just kind of do whatever they wanted throughout the week, showed up on Sunday and we're like, boom, I'm getting, 
you yeah. know, I'm going upstairs. It's, it's it's one of those sorts of things that that sort of mentality was they knew and they just did whatever they wanted here anyway. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, um, it's it, it's it's it seems like for those who you know reside in the journey and not necessarily the the, the next level that, that it kind of you know you do have to kind of find that balance in there because it's one of those things that that if you you know i don't know well it's weird. And, and i won't get too preachy with it but yeah. you know that what we kind of uh talk about too is that there's there's a split right so our life in this planet is but a vapor right that's in scripture is that it, we're like a mist we come and we go but we live for eternity but the holy spirit is meant to be here to maximize our time on the earth and get us the most amount of blessings that were that were promised to us by God in this life. So that's where things like if I if I do what I'm called to do during this life, right, I can maximize my blessing and my providence in this life. Um, but you know the Bible is also very clear where it says that you know Jesus is the way to heaven, right? You have to believe, and basically that's kind of it in order to get to heaven. But the Bible also states too that we will stand before our God is judger as, as judgment, right? And he will sit here and take account of everything we've done in our lives. And what does that look like for people? Yeah. You know, and again, so prime example, like you said, the Christians from back in our day, right? Yeah. If they're living six out of seven days a week, you know, yeah. abusing people, manipulating oh, yeah. people, what does that look like when we get to judgment day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's what scares people. Yeah. And, and, well, people and it, are doing that now too. That's the, <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the problem. And I think that's, and it's with, with the media, it, I, like that's something that they try to I I I feel like expose, yeah. Because it's it's a means of separation, you know. It it's you know you have people like me who are not religious because of um uh you know things that happened earlier. Sure, in manipulations in your life. Yeah. Now yeah. I I believe in God. Yeah. I, I just I just don't believe in religion. Sure. Um, well, and, and and we go non-denominational now, you know, and, and I think that denominational is where a lot of those manipulations mm-hmm. came from. It was, mm-hmm. how can I manipulate you to get kind of what I want with the name of God, right? And yeah. with us, like my pastor, he is very, very uh, strong in the stance of, we're not here for religion, we're here for relationship. Yeah. We're not here to sit here and check a box and go down a list. You, right. it's, Christianity and, and heaven is not a checkbox heaven. We don't earn our way there. We come by having a relationship with Christ and, and knowing that no matter what happens, you know, as long as we walk in relationship with him, that we will go to heaven. And I think that subtle shift as well is what changes the game for most people is it's not what I can do for him and to, to get it there. It's just he just wants to know me just as much as, you know, we want to know our kids, right? You know, we want to have that relationship, but we're not going to force it on them. We want them to want to come to us as well and, and to have that relationship to seek our advice. But if you have somebody come in along and sit here and try to manipulate and pull the strings, then you get really turned off. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, absolutely. That, and that kind of helps you learn about yourself mm-hmm. in that whole, in that whole aspect. And I think that's, that's one of the best things about religion. It, it yeah. really teaches you a lot about yourself. Well, and the Bible talks about the, the story of the prodigal son, right? The son that wandered off thinking he knew best, thinking that he could do it his own way and found that's, out that it's, that's my son, by the way, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> but, but that's what I love too, is cause it lean, leans right into this whole kind of thought is that, you know, inevitably you, you probably will get turned off by somebody or things won't go the way you plan and you might end up in a really bad spot. But the story of the prodigal son is the father's always waiting on the doorstep for you to come home. And, and that's, I think a very reassuring thing that we kind of try to preach on a, a lot too is, man, I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care if you've killed somebody, like I'm going to sit here and try to help you. Like I, you, you have no judgment or no preconceived notion in my mind. You're welcome. 
And and I think that's really where I'm glad to see a movement in our at least in today's church that that is you can be tatted and sleeved, you can yeah. <laughs> do whatever like just as much as you're you're a sinner, right? We all have we all sin. It just looks different, right? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 sin do you choose? Yeah, sure. Right. So yeah. absolutely, and and you know, I I think that um you know we we all have that sort of uh you know it's like the old Navajo proverb you know there are two wolves inside of us the one that wins is the one that we feed, feed. and yeah. it's uh it's it's uh it's one of those things that um it. Is it is just it, it resides over everyone, even those you know staunch in their atheism. We all know yeah. those folks, oh, yeah. uh, and you know that 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 is you know that's fine. But at the same time, I think that that even whether they want to accept it or not, I tend to believe that, like you said, it, I, it's sort of that prodigal son situation. Like yeah. like like yeah, you you know you're kind of off rocking your own thing, but you know it. it, it in that moment should however it may arise to you you know someone's going to be there for for you to come home to yeah and and i think that that's one of the um things that that uh um you know kind of just hangs over the the human condition um and so and i think to nick's point too i think that's where religion went wrong is we tried to force it Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you go absolutely. to an atheist and you try to tell them you're wrong, <laughs> you've well, lost. And, and, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And and so, well, I, um, Nick made the point about the media, you know, kind of exposing a lot of the, the the corruption within the church. Well, a lot of that, a lot of that power that the church held is transferred now to the media. It's almost like they've kind of killed one monster and kind of created, created the, 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 their own because, like, the church was media for a while. Yeah. And kind of still is in a lot of countries, a lot of Middle Eastern countries. You know, the the, the church and the media exist to promote, you know, the kingdom or vice versa. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things that, like, you know, um, that control system is still kind of it's 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 uh it's clinging on. But I think that a lot of people are, like you said, you know, they're they're branching off and they're starting to cut these, you know, um, uh, or, or or sever these ties to kind of the old way of looking yeah. at things. Yeah. And and it's like you know you can still have. You know, you, you your your religious sort of community, and, and you can still have that that camaraderie with people, and you don't have to, you know, pick which, you yeah, know, wh- yeah. wh- which place you want to go for, you know, your Christmas dinner, which church you feel <laughs> like going to, which service you want to, you know, yeah. deal with or whatnot. And, it, and so. it's cool to coexist. I mean, honestly, the church is how I ended up in my new my new position. Yeah, and you know, that's a very scientific position. Sure, and it was through the church, which is like that shouldn't happen. Yeah, but you can have both, right? You, yeah, because we're not judging anymore. We're not setting a defined um, set of circumstances in order to fit in. Yeah. And I think that's what's most important in today is we're, we're really adhering to that. We don't judge. We don't manipulate or want something out of you. We just want to accept you. Yeah. We want you to know you have a place at our table. Yeah. That's the, that's the new age. That's, yeah. that's what the kids. And again, kids I think it was it. just, I think it was a misdirected thought, right? Is because if your kids are doing something wrong, right, you're going to say, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. And I think the church adopted that same philosophy. And then you had some corrupt individuals that manipulated that for their own good. Right. But right. they had so many in the church saying, don't do this, don't do this. Well, you tell a kid not to do something, what do you think they're going to do? <clears throat> Absolutely. You know? And I think that's really where it went wrong. And, and now to see that kind of severing of that tie and that yeah. philosophy and saying, you know what, just come, just come be in relationship. And if I rub off on you, I don't care if it takes a day, a week, a year, 10 years. I hope that just being around you has changed 
your perception of life. Yeah, you know, yeah. whether you're depressed and you need hope for living and I can give that to you or whether I truly changed your whole belief system. Yeah. Whatever it looks like is what it is. Yeah. Um, man, Shoot. that sounds like the Freemasons, right? The non the non-denominational belief well, in God. I mean, they, they they throw that sort of thing on there, but like at the same time they, you know, for from my understanding the Freemasons I've talked to, they still very are, you know, old school kind of Christian based and, and operate in a lot of the, uh, you know, traditional, um, Christian paradigm. Um, you oh, know, but what about the new age? Cause they're dying off. They're, Oh those, yeah. Well, those I, guys ain't going to be around. Sure, much yeah. No, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, they're, they're probably, you know, I don't know. We may, we might need to, we need to try and get a Freemason on the podcast just to be like, here's all the shit you got wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just cause that's like, you know, um, but no, I, uh, uh, how long have we been going here, BJ? We're right at an hour. I kind of, I, I like feel it now at this point. Um, so uh, l- l- let me ask you, let me ask you one more thing, and then uh, Nick's got something that that he's got a theory that he wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, so you are a faith-based individual, mm-hmm. and you you are an accomplished scientist. Are you a creationist, or are you a Big Bang theory sort of, or are you a that's yeah that's a whole other thing that would take way too long um, <laughs> uh both yeah okay so i long story short i believe in creation and i believe i actually one of my uncles um he's an engineer as well and, and he wrote a book um all about this kind of this was one of the topics in that and it was really interesting but basically that the creation and um big bang theory go hand in hand and people are like, well, I'll stop you right there. The seven days of creation don't line up with how that goes. And I would actually rebuttal with, actually, it does. <laughs> and and the kicker is they say some of it's out of order. Yeah. And which is, yes, but. And also the definition of a day can be sort of. Right. So the seven days, right? It's okay. Well, we talk about a day as an earth day. What is a day whenever the earth isn't there? Right? Yeah. Um, we define a day as the time it takes to revolve around the, uh, or day to revolve around your axis. So. Um, what's a year around the sun, right? But if there's not any of that there, how do we know what what's defining that? So, boom, first thing, okay, well, that's all relative. Yeah. Um, secondly, you know, it goes through the whole creation, let there be light, right? Big bang, boom, light. That's one of the things they know that it was, there was a lot of abundance of there at the beginning. It was very bright, with very energetic. Um, after that, you go into the creation of, let's see, I think the third one is, or is, I think the next one is, the creation of the land and sea, and then it goes into like the stars and things like that. Um, but and people are like, okay, well, the stars form before the land. But a perfect counter argument to that is, how do you explain that to somebody that has no reference of that ever existing? If if I am a if I am a sentient being, yeah, and I am trying to explain creation to somebody that doesn't know that the Earth is even round. How do you explain what happens? So if you look at it of creation through Earth's perspective, it actually lines up perfect because what happens is first the Earth was formed, right? So the land and sea, and then all of a sudden, but during formation, right? It's very chaotic. So you the skies are blacked out. You have a lot of debris up in the sky, so you can't see the stars. Oh, almost like a almost like a Mars, right? Like like it's so clouded up, right? Yeah. So you yeah. can't see the stars. Yeah. Well, what happens over time, right? Is that you know the whole planetary formation calms down the atmosphere begins to settle you know all the dust in the in the sky begins to fall down back to the earth now all of a sudden there's stars in the sky 
So from the Earth's perspective, the land and sea was formed before prior the stars. to the stars. They just didn't know. Oh shit! So, Interesting. So oh, that's how. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's how you can actually align it, right? And then then you get to talk about okay, and then as you progress through, right, that you have the um, the forests form and things like that form, right? It's, it's the true formation from post creation of earth and also that, that that would kind of make sense because once that atmosphere settled then the sunlight could come through to photosynthesis yeah absolutely and then you have creation of life right and with the know, water and, and everything that kind of settled out of that as well yeah and then you have creation of animals land and sea right and then creation of man uh, shit right? son so i mean from that perspective yeah. if you take an earth perspective from a sentient being standpoint it matches up perfectly yeah wow so. hey that <laughs> That was that's that's a breakdown I've never heard before, and I think that's that was awesome. Um, so, Nick, we are going to transition into something that you wanted to bring up. Our uh, our good friend that we uh, we always you know promote her stuff. Uh, you you guys should always go follow Susan underscore Harold underscore Fine Art. Um, Nick, what uh, what did you find for us this week? Well, we've talked today about um, coincidence and um, numbers physics math um and i just find that like i don't myself believe in coincidence i i personally think things happen for a reason um i personally think that our paths are set out and, and you know we have an endpoint. um but you know the the choices we make change change that path a little bit well the reason i believe that is because i see things repeat themselves over and over and over again and um, one of the things that I've noticed recently was Rush Limbaugh's death. And um, Susan Harrell helped point this out. But the number 33 appears in like everything that is associated with this man. Um, like there it talks about uh, he's estimated to make $33 million a year. Um, he was he actually worked for 33 years I believe he worked I believe he was his, on air for 33 years yeah his radio was on air for 33 years um, what's uh, you can go to the next uh, picture um, that sign in the back that's actually a th- that's 33 it's 33 and it's like uh, mirrored oh yeah and oh shit! Susan pointed this out. It wasn't on this slide. Well, but it's BB though. It, it it stands for BB. Um, but if you take a three and you put it in front of the mirror, oh, I forget multiplicity. I forget it can mean two different things at the same time. Well, there's a there's a trick. Like if if you take something and you put it in, if put it in front of a mirror and it and you add another mirror to one of the sides and on the other mirror it reverts itself and it looks like they're right beside each other yeah oh so so you mean like a like a like a three-dimensional mirror almost like a corner like a bottom and two sides that's kind of what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah huh. yeah i i i haven't i haven't seen that i would i would love to so take well a look at she it. claims that this is a 33 and um uh his show started in 1988 which ran for 33 years like you said um let's see uh the next picture shows um there's it's up at the top I can't oh the remember. final show is on the 33rd day of the year yeah i my i can't see it that well yeah the final show is on the 33rd day of the year um 332 days remaining until the end of the year 333 in leap years um 
and the next one talks about his girlfriend or his uh fiance or this this one breaks down the the whole 33 the rush limbaugh show um is 93 in gematria ran for 33 years rush limbaugh made 33 million dollars um his last show was on the 33rd day of the year um and then his wife was 33 years old um when they first met and uh something along the lines like she inherited a certain amount of money that coincides with the number 33 as well so i guess my my question is with with your understanding of of mathematics and physics and religion and uh, just what you believe in (laughs) well so uh i don't know are you familiar with the number 33 or 333 in christianity um not necessarily in christianity i mean well more along the lines of freemasonry which i I mean you you know the mark of the beast right yeah 666 you know why that is it's so, the, it's the double the three 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 right. It's to mock three three three, which was the time Christ died three thirty three in the afternoon, and at, he was also thirty three years old at age thirty three. Right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of coincidence there. Yeah. And so the number three represents abundance in in Christ. So do do, do you think that that um, do you think that that time could have been just manipulated by the hand that wrote it? Yeah, I mean but, that that could be. I well, mean, I also I and this is where. This is where I think a lot of human consciousness and um, faith can start to blur, right? Is what are we also looking for? Yeah. As as a as a conscious being and as somebody that may not understand the whole picture, we start to look for things. Sure. And I think, <laughs> side note, random good movie, uh, I think it's called Focus with uh, Will, Will Smith actually talks about this. And once you start to, you can plant numbers to start to see them. Yeah. So that, that, would yeah. lead, that would lead towards it, right? Yeah. Margaret Roby, I think, was the supporting actor. Yeah, I, just, I think so. Yeah, but Margot basically that, that whole scene was they were betting on a person in the football game who would be the person to do something. And it was number 55 well, all day long. They were putting fives in this guy's right. memory yep. um, between everything that they see around them. And prime example, you know, could it be a creator sitting here throwing yeah. nods sure. for those that are looking, or is it just us grasping for something that we can tie back to religion? I, well, and, and, and to, to go ahead, Nick, and then I'll, I'll follow up. So that, that's the principle of design too. There psychology is, something that designers and not just designers but the ones who are controlling media the ones who are controlling the information that we're seeing these are things that they understand and they understand well Mm -hmm. they understand that the human urge and instinct is more powerful than the logic that resides within your brain and if you give somebody enough they're going to take it they're they're going to take it and they're going to run with it and that psychology is is something that I don't think people understand. Like in, in me being in design, there's certain things we look for. You know, there's the rule of thirds. Again, the number yeah. three. <laughs> um, you know, if if you like you said, flash certain things into someone's unconscious psyche, you know, it's implanted without them even knowing it. Right. They don't have to visually see it, but if there's if their unconscious mind can see it, and it only takes. I mean, it's it, it's a very small number. I don't know the exact number, but it's like a fraction. And and, and your unconscious mind can pick it up mm-hmm. in 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 much more uh, of a quicker time than your than your conscious mind can. Um, so these these things are used every single day against us, and yeah. I I don't think people are are really aware of that. 
Um, but like the the number 33, maybe this was planted yeah. for a reason. Or like you said, um, you know, what what is the reason? Well, I I believe that magic is is a real thing. Um, it's you know, it's just the manipulation of energy. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like that numbers and areas and like locations churches sacred places um certain deaths um certain energy resonance yeah yeah energy things that hold um energy or trauma that that's what they're feeding us today is trauma-based media and that's creating that's creating all kinds of different responses from people that no one even is understanding that that's what's happening yeah well and and that's one of the things that i think is so notable um, about Rush Limbaugh's death is the amount of uh, of 33s that she just found. And, and this was just simply based on a couple of articles that she read about his death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just reading some of the details that the editor and publisher of that decided to put in there. You know what I mean? Like, sure, that they were reporting factual information that, you know, it had been running for 33 years. That's a piece of factual information. You know, the, the fact that he made $33 million a year and that his wife not, was that, 33 That's years. not true. What? So $33 million a year is not true. I just read seven different articles where it's not thirty. His annual salary was eight point five million, and that's that's what he made on the show. Oh well, I don't I don't, I don't think it was talking directly I, about the show. It was. And then I looked up his total income was not thirty three million dollars a year. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, th- then then that. that then that article that she read about his death, they they put the number thirty three in there, yeah. Which which would lend more uh, of an idea to kind of what I'm saying is that they are putting these numbers in here um, to to. And, and, messaging. and what exactly mm-hmm. happened with his death? You had a massive explosion of controversy on the internet. Yeah, it, it caused uh, it caused a lot of people to like, and and you know, regardless of how you felt about uh, about the guy that they're. Um, like I, I understand that he held a lot of hateful positions that I will not, you know, uh, uh, show any type of respect towards. Um, but however, you know, he died. I, it's not, a, it's not something that I'm willing to put energy towards. You know what I mean? However, so many people emphasize their energy towards hating someone who just suffered what will yeah. like, like, like the, the worst out. Like if you had to wish a death on someone who held that much hatred, the type of cancer that he went through would, would probably be what someone would wish upon someone who, who, who held, you know, some of the positions that he had. And then, you know, people, when they express hatred towards someone in this sort of manner, especially when they've just died, like, like it's, it's not about respect towards them. It's not a, it, 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 it's about, you know, harboring hate towards another person is is like drinking poison. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it's not about the other person. It's about it's about what you're resonating, the energy that you're resonating. Yeah. You don't and, forgive people for them. You forgive them for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, and you hate people for the same reason, Absolutely. And whether you think that or not. And so, you know, uh, I will not sit here and defend him, but I will not say that I think it's a good idea that people just lashed out in, in, in hatred. So. I, I, I think that I think that his death, because of the amount of controversy and the amount of arguing and bickering that it took, like it seems weird that these that this number thirty three does pop up in, in in these articles the way they do. Well, and I think you that, know I think that this example shows one of the most dangerous issues in media today is that it doesn't matter what your information is and if it's right or not; it's who puts it out first. 
And I think yeah. that that's that's really the core of this. It yeah. needs to be that needs to be rattled in, right? Is that you know it doesn't matter if it's right. It was first, and that, who's the first person to hit the share button, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this yeah. has seven thousand shares, seven million shares. It's got to be right. Absolutely. Well, no, it just came out first. Yeah. Right. Yep. And this, truthfully, in my opinion, started in nine eleven or started with nine eleven. Like it seemed like after that traumatic event everyone was just trying to be the first to report mm-hmm. whether it was true whether it was something that happened at yeah. this time or that time or well, and then we whatever. get into, into media right the core of media right is to sell ads yeah so if we can have the most breaking news yeah people are going to watch us more yeah if we can fear monger people are going to watch us more because they're scared and want to yeah. know the exact extreme thing that they need to worry about if people can think about going to our station before going to anywhere you mm-hmm. know what i mean like like um, cnn yeah. fox news they all have the breaking like, news like, yeah. well and, and back when google started no one would have ever thought that they would just end up controlling so much of the information landscape yeah it just simply by being able to search shit on the internet you know obviously they expanded and purchased a bunch of shit that that you know came up um kind of in their wake but like you know it's 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 a very 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 strange well, uh, I, situation i think facebook's about to take that over because apparently <laughs> hey, facebook I mean, ai is is taking all the data they're facebook they're, a <laughs> they're taking all the data from facebook and putting it in this ai yeah and and who knows what's going to happen with it it's going to be but, like real life sims you're going to put on a helmet and like live the same life but like how you created it but what would they be trying to, like, it's what, like you, you, what are you trying gonna to be do a walking that? facebook profile <laughs> in this uh, in this like virtual realm yeah. how crazy would that well, be and, and so some of the stuff that we work on too with uh i mean we with my company, we're really big into 5G, and 5G is really big into machine learning and AI now. Uh, um, you're going to be killing all the blockchain. people. Blockchain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> blockchain, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things that we also have to worry about is governance, something called governance, um, and your virtual identity. Yeah. It's, it's a big thing now. I mean, because we can see that nobody ever reads terms and conditions. You don't know oh, what you're yeah. signing yourself over oh, to. So yeah. how can we reclaim our virtual identity? Yeah. And that's a really big, um, important step. In well, I mean, stuff, right? we, we saw that pop up with Robinhood. You know, people trying to people trying to sell shares out of something and or, or they're yeah. trying to, you know, reclaim money that was lost just simply from the app being shut down. And they're like, well, nothing you can do is in the terms and conditions that we can do whatever we want. Yeah. It took and, me a week and a half to get approved to be just a member of Robinhood. Like, I didn't even put any money into it. I just wanted should've to be tights. able to share. <laughs> I felt like it. I felt like I should have been on, on a horse with a freaking bow and Robin arrow. Hood. But man, it tights. Or you could have been a Jew in Sherwood Forest. Oh, uh, yeah. A Jew in Sherwood Forest? Not a Jew. A Chew. A Chew. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I feel like oh, I, I would, love that movie. I feel like I could play Dave Chappelle's character. Oh, yeah, episode. dude. That'd be funny. I love that movie, man. All right. Well, I think uh, that this has been an awesome episode. We're definitely going to have to have you ha- have you back, Michael. Absolutely. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, tell the people where they can where they can follow you. And, uh, you know, or if there is a place that, you know. Yeah, uh, just on social media, uh, okay. Michael Bill you. Okay. So you can follow me there if you want. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and I do want to say, we didn't even get to get in nutrition, yeah, <laughs> uh, work, like, yeah, really like my background. exercise. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff this man does. He's really interesting to follow. He's got yeah. great tips when it comes to um, nutrition and exercise. Um, yeah, so give him a follow. And then uh, we will have all my father-in-law when he comes into town this year. He cool. is a, uh, um, a chemist. Um, his doctrine is in the philosophy of chemistry. Okay. And he's an atheist. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. 
And I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be awesome to try and get like diehard liberal too, yeah, like, uh, to the point where you don't you unfollow him on social media. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, huh? Um, but man, uh, we we've got all types of interesting stuff. We could put together some cool debate episodes because yeah. I, I already know a couple people that I think would have a good time talking with this guy. <laughs> um, just because you know, you, I, I I appreciate the way you broke down stuff. Like yeah. like I'm sitting here like, and like you. Know, a lot of this like like a, a lot of the reason that i enjoy so much of theoretical space is because when i think about like breaking down a lot of the stuff that's kind of already out there i'm just like okay you know what i mean like it's just one of those things that that, <laughs> that just doesn't quite click with me but like i i really appreciate the way you broke it down i think our listeners are going to really enjoy that um and uh nick you want to tell the people what's going uh in oaks 55 uh on all social media very cool. Um, and as always, you can follow me at Uncle Buck's house. Um, and uh, at Uncle Buck's cast is the podcast. Um, and uh, let's see. I, we've got shows coming up. Let's see. We're, our next one's going to be March 24th. Um, we're going to have Ben Polizzi uh, out at Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour um, out of Kettletop. And as always, you can catch uh, me and Justin doing trivia on Tuesday nights. And coming up actually tomorrow night, when you're hearing this, tomorrow night we're going to be a Fives Tap House doing a 90s theme trivia yeah out there so don't you have some shows that you're gonna be in yeah but this is coming out after him Uh, yeah so i i would you know if i promoted him now it'd be like hey wish you were there (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) so um but yes i so by the time you're hearing this we had an awesome time uh monday night at joker's comedy club with uh with aisha uh brown um and friends and then aisha brown's gonna be back was back uh at kettle top last night uh which would be wednesday uh the 24th I believe no I have no is it the 24th yeah yeah, I don't even know oh that's right Ben Polizzi's March 10th see look I'm getting my dates I don't even know why you're trying Ben Polizzi's March 10th Aisha Brown was on the uh, 24th of uh, February last night you missed a cool show um so I'm trying to do this in like podcast time warp (laughs) speed and it's like it's thrown off my brain (laughs) picked a good song tonight yeah we did Goes, (laughs) goes well yeah so we're gonna go out to uh Black Catholics into the light Later, y'all. Run through the night. Run through the fight. That was awesome. Anything that's done with that. Exactly how I figured my first rocket like my first. Soon come the light. Yeah, it's coming to the light. Coming to the light. You guys don't have a hate name. Coming to the light. I feel like a wanted nigga. Uh, couple leases out of hunting niggas. Uh, and they wonder why my attitude. Uh, is a hundred miles of running nigga. Uh, ain't nobody running nigga. Uh, they can't tell me nothing nigga. Uh, Rapper with a call, y'all. Uh, check a bear with a hundred niggas hanging on the corner talking politics. I'm getting loaded like a motherfucking hollow tip. My nigga telling me that voting is irrelevant. And cause the president don't come around our residence, do we? Black Lives Matter got me talking like Huey. Recognize the pattern, I ain't talking about Louis. I'm about to start a revolution. So they can put it in a movie. So, so will you outsource? For Run the through the night. Run to the fight.
Now we about to rage against the machine. Bulls on a parade, getting ready for war. I'ma bring the brigade, I'ma kick in the door. I'ma need a grenade, black Catholic shit. I'ma lead the crusade. We wear the mask, and I don't masquerade. Can't fight for justice, scared to catch the fade. Pen is mighty, but ain't scared to test the blade. Stand for sun, no we scared to catch the wave. Pro choice, protest, pro life. Wanna make decisions about your life. Wanna force religion on your life. I've been down the ride for life. See the five better run to the fight. Don't be scared to run through the night. Coming to the light. So it all just really depends. <laughs> we were just run through the night. Run to the fight. to know. Yeah.